Hello and welcome to the ETOF 21 Sports Podcast for March 11th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF 21 Sports. You can find my work on Twitter at ETOF 21. On Instagram, everything sports betting at ETOF 21 Sports underscore. Free horse racing picks at ETOF 21 Sports underscore horse underscore racing. Free fantasy football advice at ETOF 21 Sports underscore fantasy. And for my daily sports takes at ETOF 21 Sports underscore sports underscore news. Woo! How is everyone doing today? That was an awful Ric Flair impersonation by me because of my long-winded intro I have to get better on. Um, it's March. It's March Madness. The madness is fucking happening, boys and girls, and I love it. It's my time of year. It's my time to shine. This is what I live for. I love it. Basketball 24-6, 24-7. Uh, we had a great, great, great day of games. You know, profitable game of games, entertaining game of games for me yesterday, plus 13.7 UROI. Great start to the betting day today. Um, we had Illinois starting us off with a win. We got him at plus five. We didn't play the money line. We just played the plus five. Uh, great start. Can't complain. And I gave it out yesterday. I said, I'm cutting nuts. I was on cutting nuts yesterday because of a commitment. I couldn't come on this morning on cutting nuts, but my boys, Leo, Gino, and Brian hung it down, gave a great show. So make sure, you know, you guys still watch that. Um, March is a lot about matchups. Um, and, Indiana and Michigan, they're the two teams on the top of that bracket that had size. And when we're going through these brackets, when next week, when they come out on Sunday night and we're at Monday, Tuesday, filling stuff out, we need to remember that at the end of the day, it all comes down to matchups. You need to look at what a team does good and what the other team does good and the matchups. And everyone just assumed, hey, Illinois has got this. Does Illinois got this? Because Michigan's got some size. Michigan can match up. Indiana's got some size. They can match up with Kofi. They can match up with Illinois' bigs. And that got all forgotten, and people just started looking at names. And a lot of the stuff in betting and March Madness, that's what happens. People start looking at names. And because of the names, they start betting those teams. So we need to be careful going into that. And that's what I'm here for. Everything is free. I don't charge you guys shit. I'm here to help. I'm here to help you guys make money. And um, I know the majority of people are here to listen for March, you know, oh, March, this March, this. guys, I'm going to be on cutting nets two times over the weekends. I'm going to be telling everything to bet. So we're not really going to focus on the aspect of college basketball. And I'm going to be giving you out bets today. We're going to be focusing more. We're going to look at the NFL market. Uh, my boy, Gino, Gino comes on. We talk about the NFL uh the Wilson trade, Rogers re-signing, Mac going. We give out some futures, some prices that we like and why we like them. And we just give our thoughts about everything that was happening. We talk about next year in the NFL futures that we're going to be targeting. And a couple of you have messaged me. How how did how did I how did Gino and I connect? And I'm going to be telling you guys how we connected and um, kind of like how this little partnership of us working together, talking, betting, how it all came down. So, um, you know, he's going to come on and then always Brandon's going to come on and Brandon's going to tell you the NASCAR best to lock in. You know, it's been a great start of the season. We've won two races so far. I'm going to look to continue that trend. So that's kind of today's show. But before I get into that, I just need to mention something. You guys have to be careful. Uh, There's going to be a lot of promotions coming out saying, bet this, deposit this, get a free roll, get a free like. $50, $100, $500 bets, whatever. Guys, there's rollover requirements for that. And what a rollover is, let's say you 
bets a hundred dollars get free five hundred dollars in free rages. If it's a ten times rollover, you got to roll over that five hundred dollars. That means you have to bet five hundred dollars total ten times before you can make any withdrawals. So you really got to make sure you read that fine, the fine print. Also, you look at these guys, FanDuel, DraftKings. They are promoting these people that are awful sports bettors, and they're just sports better content people. They're not an actual sports better. I'm an actual sports better. I go down in the trenches. My work shows that. Anyone that's seen me on Gino's show, cutting notch, fourth and inches, the NBA show with Kyle, Gino, and myself, you guys know I put in the work. And this is actually big boy money that I'm betting and that I count on to provide for my family and my, my cost of living and everything. But you need to be careful of that. There's one person on FanDuel. She's they, excuse me, they're an awful better. And there are FanDuel's just using that person to draw in more people. They copy your bets, they lose. So you guys have to be careful about this time of year and have to be careful who you look at and careful who you follow. Um, you see these people that are putting out thir- like 25, 20 bets. Guys, I put out, how many I got? I got seven, I think, today, and I hate it. I got seven bets today. I think I'm overextended with seven. So you guys have to be careful who you're following. You have to understand unit size. You have to understand manning management. Be starting Tuesday, because Tuesday we got playing games. There's a fucking plethora, a plethora of games coming out. And you got to be careful. You really have to be careful because shit could hit the fan real quick if you don't understand simple money management. Um also, hedging, when to hedge, when not to hedge. Uh, I have some conference futures coming out. You know, I'm not going to look to hedge. But if I am in a position in the conference final and the team that I did bet, because I did bet a lot of dogs, is giving out plus money, the team they're playing against, I'll, I'll look to hedge. But that's it. But one thing I don't like is, uh, like, case in point, like, let's say, like, tonight, I have a future on Virginia Tech. There, I have a future on Virginia Tech. I'm not going to bet Virginia Tech to win, but I'll bet them to cover the number. You know, just because I like their position against North Carolina. Uh, I did the same thing with Drake. I bet Drake to cover against um, uh, Northern Illinois. Not Northern Illinois. Loyola, Illinois. Excuse me, Loyola, Illinois. They, you know, I'll, I'll do that. I'll bet the team that I've backed to cover. Like, I did it with Murray State. I had Murray State 10 to 1. They, they covered the spread. But they did not cover they did not win, win the future. So, like, you got to be careful because you don't want to have too much exposure. You don't want to, like, bet a team to win a conference tournament and then bet them to win the game. That's just too much liability on one thing. If you are getting a good price and you want to bet the number, then fine, bet the number. I, I like that. I, I like that a lot. So, um, yeah, everything is going to be posted either on Cutting Nets, DTV, or one of my social pages. So, if you guys – have any questions about betting, you know, definitely hit me up. You know, we have a great show today. Let's jump right into it. Even though it's March Madness, I'm a football guy at heart. And who better to come on and talk a little NFL than my ride or die in this whole gambling world? Gino, how's it going today, man? What's up, brother? I know I was going to say we talk football every single week uh, <laughs> a million times this year. Previews before fantasy stuff every week. Texting back and forth on uh betting uh, better than vegas stuff my podcast sometimes on yours so it was a, a lot of news this week though that we have a good reason to be talking right now 
And when this stuff starts happening, people start overreacting and we can find snowball. value in the betting market. And that's what we're trying to help you guys do is trying to lock in these futures. Yes, I know Buffalo is eight to one and the Packers are seven to one. My philosophy, anything under 18 to one, I don't want to be locking in right now. Yep. You know, so I'm Gino and I, we're going to talk. We're going to tell you our thoughts about the wheels and deals. There's four kind of big things that happen. Um, we'll talk about our quarterback rankings. Um, then we'll dive in to see if we see any futures and everything. So the big thing, Wilson to the Broncos. After the Super Bowl, you and I talked, and we both kind of talked about, will we see teams do what the Rams yep. did? Yeah. Because it's such a copycat league. And boom. And boom, right off the back. Um, you know, they they're, the Broncos are pretty much all in. But when you look at the golf trade versus the Wilson trade, when you first look at it, they gave up like four draft picks, their yeah. best defensive lineman, and Noah Fant. That seems like an awful lot to me. What was your initial reaction to this trade? That's a ton. They gave up a lot, and they gave up a lot for – they're not – in a spot where Russell Wilson is just the immediate fix it. Like we're going to talk about how the AFC is tough. Their, their division is tough. Are they going to be, are they going to be better with Russell Wilson than they were with Teddy B? Yeah, I think so. I think if Russell Wilson is back to what he was in the first half of last year, even, you know, that's another question. Russell Wilson's coming off an injury. He yeah. did not play all that well off of that injury. That was something that you kept bringing up over and over when we talked about it. He tried to rush back from an injury. He was doing all this weird rehab. He was sleeping, what, 20 hours a day. He was rehabbing the finger, you know, doing all the finger stuff. Sometimes that can have a, a bad, you know, like lead to more problems because you tried to go overboard. You tried to just... I got to get back to play instead of just relaxing, taking a few extra weeks off like you should have. So while I think they are going to be a little bit better, I would not be wanting to go play any Broncos futures. This is someone who liked the Broncos this year also, but the biggest problem I have with them, Eric, is the offensive line. Yeah. This yeah. is a team now that has a better quarterback, better. Uh, they have a top three. Like when you talk about their three receivers, they're as comparable, I think, to any group of three out there. They're probably that good. But who's blocking for them? Who's blocking for Williams? Their offensive line was in the bottom third of offensive lines this year. A lot of the metrics and rankings that I looked at had, had them at highest 19th in the league offensive line. And now you're in a situation where you don't have a lot to spend. You just gave up a whole lot for Russ. Can you? What are you, how are you going to be able to go make your offensive line better? That was a big problem for them this year. And I don't know how, how they're going to improve it all that much. Yeah. I mean, draft, maybe some offensive line, uh, linemen get released. Um, former Ram used to be with the Titans, Roger Schofield. He was just released from the Titans. Maybe you go after him, but I'll be honest. Like I like, probably the Bengals and the Broncos will go after him. I'd probably go after the Bengals in that situation. Right. Absolutely. Um, and then they also gave up Shelby Harris, who is their best defensive lineman, one of the most underrated defensive linemen in the game. And they have Herbert twice and Mahomes twice and a, um, a Raiders team, which was vastly better Not than bad at all. I thought. 
So it's kind of like, it's a tough situation. Like it's on paper, like, oh my God, they got Wilson, you know, all in. But then when you look at the trenches, they're very, very weak in the trenches. And that's, they, the biggest problem they had last year was their depth. Because I actually think they were, when they were healthy and they had all their pieces early in the year, they were a pretty good team. And I think people were, people didn't know how good they were because they had a soft schedule to start. They had, and that's why I played some of their futures and stuff. Because when you looked at their schedule, they, they had what looked like they were going to start three and oh, you could just say it was really easy for them. But right after that third game, then they started getting really banged up. So as soon as they had to play better teams, they, they didn't really have the same team that that was good. And they don't have the depth to be able to fill. And now your depth is going to be even worse. Yeah. This we talk about with the Rams, one of their major problems was depth. They were lucky that guys that they brought in literally off the streets, like off the streets, were playing for them in the Super Bowl and weren't getting burned. And that's how the Rams were able to win because like you said, do the Broncos have to take a chance on someone that gets cut? Yes, maybe you take some shots there, you try to play a little money ball, you know, with some of those situations, but you got to get lucky. Yeah, you got to get lucky. Those things don't those don't work out eight out of nine times. And the one time they do, you get lucky and you look up and say, thank you. You know, we, we got lucky there. And now, like, also, like, I'm a big leader guy. You need leadership when, like, leaders can be vocal. They can be a silent leader. There's a lot of rumblings now that are coming out that some guys in the Seattle locker room are just getting tired of Russ and is like preachy kind of yeah like that so I mean that's like another thing we have to kind of keep keep in mind like this Denver team lack leadership they made a lot of mental mistakes I feel last year and uh, and, and their coaching staff too right yeah. I don't because I don't think even from the top down they yeah. weren't very well led yeah and it's going to be interesting to see like are people going to buy in you know what I mean because you got Stafford is a quiet guy but you can kind of tell like Everyone on the team bought into what he was saying. He's mm-hmm. not like a big rah-rah vocal guy, but and they kind of have that with McVeigh, yeah. right? Like McVeigh kind of takes that role for them. He's mm-hmm. sort of that leader. He's sort of like, you know what you're gonna get there. And then they also have other leaders, like Ramsey is someone who's a very yeah. vocal leader. Aaron Donald's not as vocal, but like Whitworth is. So mm-hmm. the Rams had a lot of guys there. You wonder if if the Broncos do, and like you said. If you win, people will listen, right? Yeah. If he yeah, comes in right away, like when they start five and everything's everything's rosy. They're and all going to be on their knees praying rosaries, right? Like they're going to be going to church with Russ. But if they start one in four, now all of a sudden, does that stuff get annoying? Or is like once you're losing and you're frustrated and and, they, and you, the positive stuff and it gets like, hey, you know what? Just shut up today, right? You know, I don't want to hear it right now. Like that does happen. But that it, happens a lot more than people realize. Like the locker room in the NFL, it's kind of crazy. Like when you look at the sports, like you have certain guys that are important parts of it. But in the NFL, they can kind of be hidden because it's so big. But in the NBA, like yeah. you're seeing it with your um your Lakers. Lakers. There's yep. like 15 guys. There's, in no, there. there's no hiding. Yeah. There's no there's clicks. No hiding. There's, the NFL, no. you can go in your little groups and you yeah. can kind of, like you said, you can go weak and be in your own world with your position group or whatever and not even know what's going on with others. That this is th- you and I are in the same boat in that I would not like to, I, I'm never going to go bet 
on teams that make these splashy moves. Yeah. Because even if they win, like let's say that the Broncos are awesome this year and they go 15 and two and they win the Super Bowl. Whatever their price is, it's still going to be shorter than what I would have wanted. Yeah. And that's how I play. Like that's how I bet is that as soon as this trade happened, a few people went and that number moves a little bit. And I just, I would wait. If I wanted to play the Broncos, I would wait and see if they lost a game or two early in the year. And then I would play them like a live wager. You know, you always have to get the best value out of it. And right now, this team is undervalued because people associate them with Russ. And we don't really know what Russ has left. And we don't really know how well this team is going to look when you put them all together. And you kind of hit in the head like overvaluing. I'm going to name a quarterback. You tell me if you think Russ is... If, if you take Russ over him right now, not in the future, but right now, um, Josh Allen. No. Uh, Mac Jones. Yes. Uh, Tua. Yes. Zach Wilson. Yes. Um, Joe Burrow. No. Um, Mason Rudolph. No. Baker. That's Russ. a tough one. Russ. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Lamar. 100% see, healthy Lamar. See, and it's funny because I did this exactly, and I had Russ, Lamar, and Watson kind of all in the same group mm-hmm. like together. Um, Watson is so hard because who the hell knows yeah. with him, yeah. right? Like it's hard to rank him. But I think Russ, I kind of have him comparable to Lamar. The, the difference is that Russ has won it. Yeah. Lamar hasn't, but Lamar's younger with more upside and can do more with his legs. So I had them like right in the same tier. I had, I think he's like Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Joe Burrow. They're all ahead of him, right? Yeah, uh, ahead of Russ for me at least. Yeah. So I, I, mean, I mean, at the at the best, he's fifth, sixth. I, mean, I have him like seven on mine. Yeah, I have Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Burrow. I went with Deshaun Watson just yeah. because, like, you know, you got to figure something's gonna happen if he if he gets his legal thing if you know whatever is going on is done. Um, Lamar is more acumen. Lamar can run around more. He's yep. a little bit more explosive. And then the one that was hard for me was Wilson Tannehill. And then I remembered what happened in the playoffs. So yeah, then I, put I agree. Wilson at seven Tannehill. Tannehill I, I took back a little bit afterwards too, but yeah, those are, cause I had Russ Lamar Watson. I, for sure. Allen Mahomes, Herbert Burrow. I want all of them over Russ. Mm-hmm. Then I probably would still lean Lamar Watson with those guys. I think Russ Russ is probably a better option than what the Patriots have with Mac. The Dolphins have with Tua. The Jets have with Wilson. Pittsburgh has with whoever. The Browns, who I like Baker, but I'd still take Russ over that option. Like I'm I'm one of the higher people on Baker, but I don't think Baker is like one of the top five quarterbacks. Um, Titans, I'd probably prefer Russ. The Colts don't have who the hell knows right now. The Texans, your boy Davis Mills, maybe, but I'd probably still lead it's Russ. Probably going to be Watson. I mean, I yeah. think it's going to be Watson. I, I do too. I think I think he'll be back. Stuff sorted out, and yeah. um, you know, Lovey's a good motivator guy. People like him. I think I like Lovey a, a lot, and I think Watson does too. Um, and then we don't know what we're going to get for Lawrence. And I mean, something to remember with Lawrence is. Doug Peterson, you can say what he want. You know, the guy's a nut. He's a little kooky. Carson Wentz was playing his best ball. Played great with him. You know, right right when he got there. So we don't know what step 
Lawrence could take. Lawrence is going to take. Carr after isn't a bad. Whole year of basically getting no coaching from Urban Meyer. We don't yep. know like what type of sponge we got in Lawrence. And then you got Derek Carr. You know, he's just kind of like a dude, but he wins, and he's not yeah. that talented. And that guy's a good leader. So I just think people are kind of overreacting and like you and I were messaging back and forth. I'm going to take the under and them not to make the playoffs. Yeah. I think that's the bet right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, you look at the AFC, like we just said, he is at the highest right now. If like the best Russ, if he's a hundred percent healthy, I would have him in the fifth through eighth range, right where you were. Like there were definitely four guys that I could not put him above. And then maybe a group of a few that he could be right in that range with, but we got to see it from a health standpoint too. He's one of the more fascinating guys to talk about because, you know, it shows you like, if you're a, a Bengals fan, it's kind of scary to look at a template of Russell Wilson and the, the Seahawks. Now what's nice is they won a Super Bowl, but yeah. you win a Super Bowl and then you get right back the next year and you lose and yeah. you got to think like, Oh, we're going to be there all the time. And then you look at, it, it's just boom. Like you're not, you're not there anymore. That was 2014. That was the 2014 Super Bowl for the 2013 season, and that was when Russ was on his sec was on his rookie deal. That's yeah. another key. He was on the rookie deal. They had a lot more options then. As soon as you start paying the quarterbacks up now, and if you are the Rams, got lucky because the Rams had a lot of pay- players that they paid over the top four. They needed things to break their way and they needed those guys to be really awesome teams that are going to go in to make this Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford move. You better make sure it's the right move. Cause you yeah. can get yourself in real trouble. And it kind of creates value. Um, I'm looking at it right now. And I mean, granted since they announced the Mac trade, the numbers moved down a little bit, but the chargers were 24 to one to win it all. And this is a team, like you mentioned, rookie contract Herbert on his rookie contract. They have, I think it was like 40 million. And I don't know like how that number has moved since the Mac trade uh, in cap space. I mean, the Chargers are kind of like the team, like in my eyes, I locked them in at 24 to one that you want to like be targeting. Um, Now on the flip side, let's look at this from Seattle's perspective. Um, They have a top 10 pick now. Um, They have their own first rounder. This is kind of, I think a good time to rebuild in the West just yeah. because you have your Rams. I mean, they have it right now. Like Tiny a million window. questions, like yep. a billion. You don't know what's going on with Whitworth. Allen, the center is a free agent. Donald. Donald, OBJ, Robert Woods. He you was even all the McVay stuff about if he was going to go believe and, and, you know, be on TV. There was stuff about some of these players with their family. That was like legitimate concerns that they've had. So I, yeah, I mean the Rams, if they take a step back, this year would not be a surprise at all. And then you don't know what's going on with the 49ers. We don't know what we have with Lance. We don't know. We saw two games. Were they spectacular? No. Were they average? Yeah, they were average. You know, but they weren't like, oh, shit. His first game was a train wreck. Yeah. Second game looked a little bit better. Um, And then with the Cardinals, you got this Murray, give me a contract or I want out situation going on. So we like – in terms of like kind of doing a reset, I think this is like a good strategic time for them to do it just because mm-hmm. it's it's really wide open. This isn't like 
a star draft class, but there are some good players in this draft class that can help you right right away. And you have players that you have signed if you want to rebuild that are very valuable. Who wouldn't want Metcalf or Lockett, right? Yeah. Like oh. players like that who are like they could go to a team and be a major help yeah. to a, a contending team right now. And I'd imagine those guys are probably not all that happy. Yeah, with. and I mean you could flip those guys for a couple draft picks, and then Instantly. you could just boom, you're there, you're right away rebuilding. You yep. know, and that's why I, I think that's like better because I've heard some people say, should they think about taking some of what they've they've got and try to go get Watson, no. you know, there. I don't like that as much. Yeah. I think you start over, yeah. right? I think you go younger. Right now you get a little bit worse and then you get a lot better. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think that's probably because. kind of like lay out, I, I mean, like I'll use my team with the Lions did. I mean, like, you look at Detroit right now. Um, they have a top five offensive line, I'd say, in the NFC. Maybe yep. I'm a little biased. No, but they're off um, like, the rankings I looked yeah. at last night. I think they were like in the 9 10 overall. Yeah. Overall. Yeah. So, yeah. Top, so that's, that's, so, so top 10. Absolutely. Yep. Um, Hawk, when he's healthy, you know, top six tight end. Yep. Um, DeAndre Swift, Williams, you have a good two headed monster. Yep. Um, with the running game. Um, they re-signed Josh Reynolds, who is a good three wide receiver. A young receiver yeah. who had an Amon Ra at the end of yeah. last year was really and, good. And then if they're like able to sign like an Allen Robinson or or even trade for like a DK, like you got to like a little because competitive offense, and then you throw in Goff, who's competent. That's a playoff team. And because the problem with Seattle is they're not just a quarterback away. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's the key, right? Like you, you can if if Seattle if if Russ was unhappy and he wanted to leave, and we but we handicapped Seattle's team and said they were banged up last year, they had a lot of injuries, they could still be really good. But that's not really the case with them. They were a team that wasn't like a top tier contender, even with Russ. They were like a fringe playoff team, like a five hundred, maybe slightly above five hundred team. They have holes that oh, they, they need to holes. fill. Before they just go get a quarterback. Because you go get Watson, like, Watson, his A game, how much better than it would would it be of Russ's A game? Are you going to win all that much more? Would you be better struggling for another year or two? Get some picks. Like you said, this is the time to go rebuild. Stack up as many as you can. Start building those lines. Offensive line, defensive line. Rebuild that defense a little bit. Then you go pick your quarterback in two years. Go find your guy that you want to build around. Oh, and I, I think that's what you have to do. Yep. Um, this draft class, I don't think there's anyone that good at the quarterback position. No, there's not. Um, right. So I think, you know, they get the pieces, kind of like the Lions get. Find, like, like hypothetically, like, let's say they do sign a Bridgewater, like a, a bridge gap quarterback. You know, sign him for the men, just stockpile the draft picks, get your dudes, and then when that quarterback comes along, you know, that's when you have to do it. Um, another big move was Rogers resigning. Real quick, before we get off yeah. uh, on that, Wilson, I just wanted to mention one thing. So on a fantasy side, because um, Sutton, Patrick, Judy, they may all impact each other. But the one guy who might be sort of sneaky in DFS early in the season is Albert O, yeah. the tight end. Because we've liked, he's talented. He's good. He's a good blocker and he can catch and like, athletically look good when he catches, which not a lot of tight ends do yeah. like the tight end position is not strong. So when you see a guy out there, who's like, Oh wow. And now there won't be fat there around. 
So maybe I don't know if he's someone who I'd want season long because he might not have, he's going to have some weeks where it's like, Oh, this is a Judy week or a Sutton week, but against certain matchups and early in the season in DFS, when he might be kind of low and maybe he has a good couple weeks and then all of a sudden he skyrockets. He's someone that I may target in a few spots because I think he could be under the radar. Oh, exactly. I mean, there's some teams that are bad defending the tight end. And in terms of fantasy, you kind of hit in the head. With Russ, it was always like we had no idea if it was a locket week yep. or a Metcalf week. And take it from me, someone that has a, had DK this year, and I think I spent a second or a third on draft pick on him, utter disappointment. So yep. I, I know for me, I don't want I don't want Cortland Sutton. I don't want Tim Patrick. I don't want Jerry Judy. I don't want anything to do with the Broncos. Like yeah. I'll take Javante Williams and that's about it. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the wide receivers, nothing. But Albert, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. Cause there was something going on with uh, Everett and Wilson in Seattle this year. And certainly mm-hmm. so that, that's a great pickup by you. And maybe even early too, where it's like, obviously he's going to have a training camp and everything, but maybe the first few weeks while you're getting more familiar What's the safe, the big tight end, right? The big target there. And then once you get the chemistry with the guys deeper down the field, you'll probably see him start to hook up with Judy a little bit more. But early on, maybe those first few weeks, you see the big target, you go to Albert O. So yeah, I'll I'll be targeting him in some spots. Um, Now we're going to shift our attention to the NFC and the Packers re-signed Aaron Rodgers. I can't really tell the story about how I found out about it, but I told you it is a pretty good story. It's yeah. a pretty good story, but um, you know, because of some stuff, I can't, I can't share that puppy, but um, what was your initial reaction as soon as you heard this news? It, it wasn't a surprise to me. Once I saw a lot of the movement around, I mean, the NFC is not strong right now. We're going to get into it. The AFC is really strong right now. You can go through, like, nobody's, first of all, you and I were kind of high on the Browns this year, and I and I like the Browns, and I like digging back into their season, but, like, nobody is even talking about them, and they were a team that won a playoff game last year, almost beat Kansas City, and everybody was super high on them, and they had a bad year. Like, why can't they be better next year and be a playoff team again? How about Baltimore, who was decimated by injury this year? Lamar was gone put them to back in the conversation with, you know, now, like we said, we've been kind of downplaying Denver a little bit from a gambling standpoint, right? Do I want to go bet Denver? No, because they're under, like completely undervalued. Is Denver going to be at least more competent with Russell Wilson? Yes, absolutely. Are they going to be a tougher opponent with him at quarterback? Absolutely. There's not a lot of down spots in the yeah. AFC. Even the young teams, like you were talking about, the end of the year, the Jets were a little bit feistier. Like Wilson showed some signs of life. Um, you know, would it be a surprise to see Lawrence take a, a big step forward with Jacksonville in, in year two with the new staff? No, I, I would like as a Rams fan. That is what makes me feel a little confident, even if they do have a lot of questions. Like we're gonna look around and and like rank our NFC teams in a minute. It's hard once you get past like three, you know, it's it's, like, it's really hard. And I mean, a, like you kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, Let's look at the teams that need a quarterback. Okay. We'll start in the AFC. No one in the East needs one. Um, The North, do you really want to go to Pittsburgh, compete with the Browns, which underachieved, compete with the Bengals who have Joe Burrow 
and compete with the Ravens who were picking up people that were working at Walmart and Meyer. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. do you really want to go in that division? Um, the South, do you want to go to Indy where you have to compete with Derrick Henry and the Titans who are just – the Titans are that team that are like – they kind of remind me of like the, the old school Pistons team. That no yep. real stars, great coaching, and just compete their effing asses off. Yep. And like at the end not of the day – Not flashy at all, yeah. not really sexy, nothing about them. Rip yeah. Hamilton just running off screens and Tayshaun yeah. Prince, you know, Ben Wallace. Yeah. To win it, you know what I mean? Um, Jaguars improving, you know, and then the West is like, it's the wild, wild West. Now all four teams are legitimate playoff teams. So it doesn't make sense for him to go to the AFC. No. And then you look at his personality. You, He's a dick. He hates he Brett is. Favre. Yeah. Favre only got one Super Bowl. You think he's not like, hey, this is my best opportunity to get a ship. Mm-hmm. This, this is it. This is my best and opportunity. I don't know if this has anything to do with it either, but I wonder with everything that happened with him the last year, man, I can't remember a player who so quickly had like the public narrative change on him where, where he didn't really do anything. Like he didn't murder anyone. He didn't get caught. Ra- like ra- yeah. anything like really bad. It yeah. was just, saying stupid saying shit dumbass shit you know oh, what i mean and just so singing, like everybody loved play. like he like you said he was always kind of a dick but nobody like people liked him they rooted for him they always talked about him being being better than his resume of wins would suggest right because i think when you watch aaron Rodgers, he is to me one of the most talented quarterbacks i've ever seen play the kinds yeah. of things that he can do on the field but that doesn't mean that that doesn't when, mean wins in the playoffs. He has had some letdowns. Yeah. Some times where he didn't play the same Aaron Rodgers game. Was that his fault? Always? No. But if I like, we like what happened with Drew Brees and sort of like where you are with Russell Wilson right now, I know everybody can't win a 10 Super Bowls over and over, but when you have a quarterback like that and that position, that box is checked for you for so long, and you don't have to worry ever about that spot, and you only win one, that's disappointing, especially with their division, too. You're a Lions fan. The Gr- Green Bay is basically cakewalk into a into the playoffs every year. I'll, I'll 100% agree with that, and I have a hot take. You ready for this? If Cutler doesn't get hurt, they're not winning that one Super Bowl. I, I know. Chad, Chad Heine. Like the former Michigan dude, that that's who he beat. So, for whatever reason, this guy has completely shit the bed in the playoffs. And if now, don't get me wrong, I had 49ers futures that you were as well aware of. But if you would have told me, hey, they don't score an offensive touchdown, they get three points, and they rush for a, less than 150 yards, we so think they they get destroyed. They lose by 50. You're yeah. gonna say, yeah, what? Did they- you know what I mean? Destroyed. So he completely shit the bed in that game. Yep. Yeah, completely shit the bed in that game. And as much as we want to point out the special teams deficiencies, because that's like, you know, that's what people are going to remember. That loss, I think, is on him. I do, too. He he looks at Adams too much. Um, You know, you you got people around him. Just throw it to Aaron Jones on the backfield. But you just go to Adams, go to Adams, go to Adams. So he is he sometimes gets like and we're seeing it now with just the way that we've gotten to know him a little bit more this year with some of the stuff that he said you and I 
a lot of times we'll say things that bother us about maybe certain coaches or players that get too cute. Yeah. To me, he gets too cute all the time because yeah. he's worried and hear a lot about perception, what people think. Like you said, like this guy doesn't even speak with his family. Yeah. And like, I never know. I, you never know what goes on behind closed doors, but I think that kind of tells you something. If that tells you a lot. the people who like have to love you don't, you know, like yeah. the people that are, are supposed to like be forced to be with you at all. Be points, around you. Like just don't, they don't even want it. Um, which speaks a lot. And I don't know, man. Like, does he want to, and that's so I think it coming back to it at this point in his career, does he want to go somewhere else? No. Like this is, this is like the old relationship that you're in. Right. It's like a Chris rock stand up. I think he's like, I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. It's like, that's the best thing that you can, the most romantic thing you can say to your wife after you've been with her for a long time. I ain't going nowhere. I'm old. You old. like, it's is he going to go somewhere else now with all these new people who like might be not liking him all that much, at least in green Bay. He's, he's their guy. King. He's looked at he's, as a king. He he's their guy. Dick. It's like, ah, he's a dick, but he's our dick, right? Like this yeah. is our guy. He wins and he's done a lot for green Bay. But if you go somewhere else and you start chirping and you start saying the wrong thing, I, I wonder if that played any part in it too. And just like, Hey, I'm kind of comfortable here. And now all of a sudden I'm kind of a, a public enemy in a lot of places for like what I've done and said. And I think you're kind of hitting on the head. I think he just wants to be liked. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think he just wants to be liked. I think he yeah. just wants people to like him at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Um, and don't get me wrong. Like, you know, he's an asshole. He's a loner. You know I mean? He had another engagement called off. Yep. Um, you know, and I, I, I'm, that's kind of my personality trait too. I'm a little bit of an asshole, a little bit of a loner. I but, am too. Um, that's what I was going to say. We get along that well because of that. <laughs> like, like, um, I think he's just at the point of his career, like he knows it's winding down. If I get two, if I get two championships here, I'm going to be looked upon as a saint and I'll own the town Yep, and I can come back here anytime I want. It'll be treated like royalty. And I think that's what I agree. What he's doing. I agree. And, um, you know, I asked you, and this is going to be interesting because this is a complete crapshoot. We have no idea what we're going to do here. Number one, who's your number one rated N- NFC team? The Rams. Okay. I, 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 there are four. I I only could get to four teams, and then I thought there was like a noticeable drop-off. Like if we're looking at the betting odds, the, the Packers are the favorite. Yeah. The Packers are the NBC. I are the, put the Packers as one. Just so, so I have them at two. Okay, just because, like, I don't know what's going on with the Rams. And that's completely yeah. legitimate. The main reason why I went Rams is because the Rams are the reigning Super Bowl champ, and I think that if they have most of their team intact, they're going to be tough. And we're talking about a Rams division that I think is going to be a little softer, too, uh, moving forward. But yeah. I have Rams, Green Bay, Cowboys, 49ers. See, I didn't put the 49ers in my top five. And, and I can understand why because of the quarterback, because of Lance. Now – if you took Lance out and like, if we're just take talking about the entire rest of the roster. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the 49ers might be one in the NFC. The 49ers have a phenomenal roster. Like so, great offensive line defense is on point. Um, their secondary had an insane amount of injuries. You know, it'll be getting better. Awesome but, tight end. Debo yeah. is a stud. Like Ayuk looked a lot Eddie's better coming along, you know, yeah. I mean, they, so it's just it, trending, trending, but it's you're just right, Lance right? because of Lance. And I you don't, don't know. know. And that's why I put them in fourth because 
if he is okay, they can be really good. Yeah, I don't, was, I don't yeah. think he's going to be, but I I can be absolutely, and I don't I think you you probably aren't as high yeah. on him either in our talks. But like what? we could be wrong. Maybe he is going to be better, and if he is, they could be. Their ceiling is probably the highest if he yeah. ends up being good, right? And I think I was talking like there's two people I talk about the most about betting, like you're two, and this guy Brad who taught me everything I know is one. And Brad Brad's point was this: he goes. Now he's a little bit higher. He's he's high on the 49ers. And his point was it doesn't matter who Shanahan has put in there, mm-hmm. they have produced. Yeah. Have it be CJ Bether, Nick Mullins, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo. I like he's Nicky like, Mullins he's too. Like, yeah. He's like the system makes the guy look good. Mm-hmm. So that was his point. And I, you know, thinking about it. And, like, and the oh, system oh. will get them even with someone like Jimmy G who wasn't that great, will get them far. We'll get them in a position to do well. You just need the guy. You need someone there at that point to make plays. Yeah. Right? It can only you take you over the hump. Over like the hump. Go in but, there and get you that win. Like Stafford was able to get the win in Tampa Bay where Goff probably wouldn't have been able to. Because he, yeah, he made a play. He made a play when he needed to make a play. And that's, but what's nice is they've got that good floor i feel pretty confident about their yeah. floor like because even when they have a bunch of injuries and stuff they're still really competitive in it's, it's all going to come down to lance they're yeah yeah so my one was green bay my two was the rams my three was the cowboys now i'm going around quarterbacks i feel are going to take a step forward what their roster has i'm going with the eagles is four because i really think the second they were my five yeah, I really think the second half of the season, the coaching staff kind of figured it out. Yep. I think Sirianni is going to look back and say, "Hey, you know what? I panicked here. Yep. You know, we had we had sixty um, percent of our runs on our early downs. We we're having succession. I panicked. I started passing the ball a little bit too much. Um, you know, they do have like three first round draft picks this year because of those trades they made. So I think the Eagles, and we talked about future future markets." They're currently at the book twenty to one, right? And or I got twenty to win the NFC. I think, right? Which is a great price, you know, for someone. And you know, is Hertz going to take that next step? I don't know. But the thing is, is like with how depleted it is, and a lot of people forget about this. If we lock the Eagles in at forty to one right now, or twenty to one, like you said, and they get that home game, they're going to be a favorite probably in that home game. Absolutely, small favorite. Boom, we got profit. We don't even think about it. So. there That's were three like these high high numbers. Yeah, there were um, three that I had for the to win the NFC, and there are three teams that we just mentioned, and they weren't my one or my two. They were the three, four, five ranking. I think um, the 49ers were six to one to win the NFC. Dallas was seven to one, and Philly was twenty to one. Those okay. were the ones that jumped out to me that were on my list of plays because Green Bay's too short, Rams too short. Wouldn't play either one of them. Too many question marks with the Rams. But then after that. You start looking around. I mean, are you confident in Arizona with Cliff and Kyler and everything that's been going on there and like the vibe? It not to mention how they felt like fallen apart in the second half of seasons the last two yeah. years. And then there's off season stuff with him yeah. wanting money and everything. Follow, unfollowing them on Instagram, oh, yeah. not following. I mean, we go to. Uh, I mean, my number five. I think is going to shock you. I think what Atlanta. I Atlanta Atlanta my number five. I knew it, and, and that was I have them five. six. I have and, them like right. I have them ahead of Arizona mainly because 
that division is totally up for grabs. You you have no idea what's going on. You look at the Saints. I think the Saints are going to fall off a cliff. Me this too. Year. And what about Tampa? Who's quarterback oh, yeah. for them? You have no idea what's going on with Tampa. And with everything that's going on, am I the only one that remembers Alvin Kamara got rest, arrested in the locker room of the Pro Bowl game? That's completely disappeared. Nobody's talked about that. Nobody's talked about that. So you have the Kamara thing. They have a new coach, too, new coming coach. in. Winston coming off a ACL injury. Taysom Hill, you know, you, you don't know what's going on there. Tampa, they had a lineman retire, Brady retire, um, Godwin coming back from an injury, million questions going on there. Panthers, complete train wreck, no, no idea, idea what's going on there. I mean, just by default, they're going to be hosting the playoff game as of right now. I right like now, them at 60 to 1. Well, they, they, this year, they weren't good and they won. Yeah. I think some, that's a coaching thing sometimes, right? Yeah. Like, their metrics and a lot of their advanced metrics, they were one of the worst teams in DVOA overall. Oh, yeah. But they were like They're around 500 really... at that point. They and were... they were still winning on the margins and sort of like overcoming some things. Hell, we just felt like Ridley didn't play at all. Ridley was a second round pick in fantasy for like most people this year, top three rounds. He Would was you supposed to be in one. One team I had Ridley at the beginning of the year, I had Ridley and Metcalf as my wide receivers. I had, <laughs> see, for me, what hurt, like, there were three guys that in like all of my leagues, I was targeting these two guys because I figured one of them will really hit. And I want combos of Ridley, Terry Mack, and Lamb. Oh, oh those were God. my three, tar- and I, in like my eight leagues, I had combinations of those guys on like six. Yeah. of the teams and all it was just oh brutal just so so brutal i mean this was a team that was com- that was competing with cordell patterson as their best player yeah and the running back class is deep this year you can get someone in the third round that would come in move off of mike davis defense is much better Mu- um, a lot of actual playmakers yeah. and pieces on the defensive yeah. side now garrett is a another insane defensive lineman vastly underrated so another ever- year for the stud yeah. tight end yeah to take yep. a, a nice step forward. Going to take that step forward. Mature. I think Pitts is going to take off next season. I actually am as my number one tight end overall. Yep. I think they're in a good position. And like when you get a huge number like this, you can easily hedge and make profit. And that's well, what it's all about that. It's like, about situation, right? Are we looking yeah. at Atlanta saying Atlanta is a better team right now than Green Bay or the Rams or the 49ers or the Cowboys? No. But what we are saying is, like what happened with Tennessee last year, they may be in a division that ends up being awful and they may just be an okay team in an awful division that ends up stacking some wins yeah. and can maybe even, I don't know if they're the number one seed or anything like that. Cause now there's only the, the one yeah. buy, but you end up putting yourself in a better position where you play the lesser playoff team, the less good teams. That's why you, that like last year when we talked futures, one of the teams that I had one on that I didn't even like, but was just a Tennessee one because yeah. it was like Tennessee's in a bat. And that's exactly what happened. Tennessee was in a bad division. They ended up getting the the one seed and a buy. Yeah. And they yeah. were one game away from being in one game away from, from hosting a yeah. conference championship game. And they couldn't get by burrow and the, like, a, not that great Bengals team, but that's the spot you yeah. want to be in. That's that kind of template for this Atlanta team. Yeah. And like you have to play who's in front of you and like you hit the nail on the head. Like it's not their fault. They're in a shitty division right now. No. So, and then come playoff time, 
or as things get more serious, then you reevaluate. Like you said, yeah. then you can you hedge or do you change who you play, but you got to get there first. Yeah. That's the key getting yeah. there. And then once you're in now, it's the next seat. Like that's the first part, get there. And then everyone's got a shot. Yeah. Now you and I do a ton of work together. I don't even, I, I love it. Like I, I probably talk, God, I don't want to call her my girlfriend. I'll call her the girl that I am dating. The girl that I am dating I probably talk to you more than I talk to her. I know. I, I think about, I was thinking about that too. I was thinking about that too. Um, now I've had a couple people message me like, how, how did you and I connect? Now I think I remember how, but I want to hear your, your thing. How? Okay. I think we, 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 I had followed, we were following each other. Or one of us was following, but we didn't really have, have interacted much. Yeah. I think I put something out and you responded like snarky to me. Not, but not like mean, but like I'm on the opposite side. Yeah. And then we we went back and forth about it, and you you we were on opposite sides there. And I think you gave a bunch of reasoning, and I I don't know if this is correct, but or not. But I think I remember that I ended up being on the right side of that one. And you came back afterwards and was like, "Hey, you know what? Good call. I was on the wrong one. Like that was good." And then I I think I asked you after that, "Do you want to come on my show?" to talk one time and, and you want to talk some football, like NFL will we'll break down the games this weekend. You said, yeah, you came on, you did a few best bets. And then boom, we started from there. I think one of the, one of the first couple times we were kind of being dicks to each other. I, yes, think. I think like how I remember it was you, you it, it was about college basketball. Like I like, and I think how I remember it is we're, we basically bet the same team, but I think my number was a point better. That's what it were. Yes. Yes. And like yours ended up hitting. And like, I mean, like, dude, like if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I always say it. Like, I, I'm not one of those guys. Like, me, I don't, and I like, me neither. I'm like, Hey, good call, you know? Yeah. And then, and I said, Hey, you know, I'd love to go on your podcast. Let me know if you need anything. And you messaged me and you're like, Hey, are you following XFL? And then you're like, Hey, you know, I need someone for XFL. So then that is funny. I went on your thing for NX XFL. That's Dude, so funny. I had DFS guys in XFL. And then <laughs> I they, they XFL. I had so much XFL stuff. And I think I kind of blew you away with how much I had. You did. And then everything shut down. And then it all shut down right all after. Shut down. And I didn't know if you were like looking for content or need someone that could talk. You messaged me and you're like, hey, can you come on and give I think it was a draft preview. Yep. Yeah. That we did the draft when that was one of the first, first. Few and things. then I had, and then after the draft preview, I think we did a team preview. And I think I talked so much and in depth about every team, <laughs> you broke it up into like four parts. Yep. We, we had, we went too far yeah. because we, yeah. we had to do them in the, div- and then after that, and I mean, it's kind of weird, like, and this is just kind of shows like the, the people that are like the two biggest, like people I talk to in my gambling world are you totally happened in a fluke totally a fluke like totally like totally a fluke thing and um like the guy that the other guy brad like i was i snuck into a tribal casino in my hometown um you know i go to this table and i got god i think the dealer was showing it was like some old guy was smoking a cig and this was years ago this was when i was 17 this is like many moons ago it's old guy smoking a cigarette guy to be late 30s early 40s Smoking a cig, I sit down, you know, at two or three showing up. I have like a 16. 
like a dumb fuck. I have no idea what I'm doing. I, I hit. He's smoking a cigarette. He's like, he looks at me, he goes, what the fuck are you doing? And then he just, he go, I go, I goes, dude, this is my first time playing. He goes, I'm going to tell you what to do. And then he just kind of started telling That's me cool. like how to play blackjack. A new dealer showed up. He goes, okay, we're getting up. And we got up and they started talking to me. And then, like, I don't know, like, he took my phone number, like, maybe looking he back at it. He took you under his wing, you know? Yeah, yeah, he just took me under his wing and he taught me a lot. So, it, it just goes back to, like, the thing, like, you never know where these connections are going to no. come from and, and friendships are going to come from. And, and I, so, I learned from you, too, because I think as gamblers, right, especially people like you or I who do as much work as we do, right? I, I, I have a big, like, I, I have ego is the wrong word but i'm really confident in the work that i do and it's not it's because i do the work right i'm like when i make a wager or when i have an opinion it's because i've put in hours we've watched the games we've looked at all this stuff right so you're we have big egos so then when someone comes in and tells you f off or you're wrong or screw this like we immediately want to go right back at them and be like no screw you i'm better than you look at what i can do you know what what's great is that I remember like right off the bat, even maybe thinking that with you, like who the fuck is this guy? You know, like right off the bat. Yeah. And, and th- that's the one thing that I learned the most from the friendship that I have with you, which is like, yeah. like you said, I talk to you as much as anyone. Yeah, one of my best friends now, you know, <laughs> yeah. is that I don't, I try a lot more now to like, I don't try to come back immediately at people just like that. Or like all, all, be patient and just kind of watch and look and listen to some people's stuff. Because if I would have taken a minute, I never would have thought that as soon as I had a conversation with you, as soon as I start like looked at your work, as soon as I watched like a video or like read a blog of yours or any of the written work that you had. And I think a lot of people who probably think I'm an asshole or think I think I'm hot shit or whatever, they probably haven't listened to some of my stuff. Yeah, They probably saw some goofy thing that I did somewhere and they're like, who does this guy, you know, like what the hell is that? But if somebody sat and listened to our NFL weekly conversations, I don't like, we talk about every single game, every single week from all sides. And there's no like biases. Like we'll bet one team next week and then completely against them the week after, you know, we'll talk fantasy and gambling and everything. And it's, it's so at that point, I, I just appreciated the work you put in too, because I like, I don't like to do like one game or two games. I like to go through it all. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I never know who's I have listening. The same way. Like you I never know who's in. watching. Cause then if I, if I handicap just those two games, I might not have found something in the other game that I might use next week. Right. Like something about that team that I might not, for me, it's all about the info. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, just for sure, hundred stack the info because next week or two weeks or three weeks from now, I might need it. You mentioned the word sponge earlier. Yeah. Like, and when you go in a quarterback room, that's what I try to do nowadays yeah. is just listen to smart people and absorb everything that I can. Yeah. And I mean, like I've learned a ton from you, like, Oh, same thing. And I mean, with it's, you. Kind of, it's kind of funny. Like, like way back when you're on TVG, like my buddy Dan is like was obsessed with you. I think that's funny. Would, like he would like call in all the time to the show. That's funny. He, he trips out now because like you and I are working working together. Um, that was a nice little trip down memory lane. I know, know? <laughs> I know <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, so you have a lot of stuff coming out. So why don't you yeah. tell everybody like where they can find you, what you have going on, the whole nine yards. 
Yeah, uh, everything comes on uh, Twitter, social media. It's me, Gino B. My podcast, That's What G Said Podcast. I think we're at 285 episodes about right now, coming up on 300. Uh, every week, there's at least one. Usually, most weeks, there's usually two. Um, some some weeks, I've been just doing so many live streams and content that I'll only put like one on the weekend because then I have a bunch of other stuff earlier in the week that I just would have put on that podcast. So, man, with uh, Better Than Vegas, we're doing a ton of live streams over the next mm. few weeks, everything for college basketball Mondays and Thursdays. I do harness racing there Tuesdays and Sundays. We do NBA Saturdays. We do college basketball um, all for better than Vegas on those streams. Then the podcast comes out. Uh, you join me every Thursday to talk NBA. We go about an hour and we discuss like everything. every team, yeah. like pretty much in the we, NBA we're in the Pistons. Yeah. <laughs> we bounce all around. We, Crap on my Lakers. How? What a weird world. We're shitting on the Lakers, and we're pumping up the Pistons. I know. It's what like, is- what the hell is going on? Um, And it's kind of like you mentioned the harness racing. I'm flashing back to the TVG days where you had, what was it, the battle? Bonkers for Yonkers, baby. Bonkers that was my Yonkers. thing. We had the little graphic. My head would fall out of the tree, <laughs> yeah. and it was spinning around with the apples. And uh... Oh, the old school days. The old school days. Uh, <laughs> Gino, you have a million things going on. You got Santa Anita later today. Thanks for coming on. Um, you know, I think uh, you and I are going to be live tomorrow morning, Saturday yep. at 10, 10 Eastern. Eastern. Yep, 10 a.m. Eastern, Eastern time. Sunday, I think we'll be around the same time. Sunday, basketball, college basketball yeah, slate isn't as big because a lot of the yeah. – uh, and then two for NBA. And yeah. then we might be on three times on Sunday. We might have yeah. a morning college basketball, then an NBA, and then a, a reaction to the brackets uh, after yeah, we, selection. You guys are going to be sick of Gino and I come Monday. So. I know. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, Gino, <laughs> thanks for coming on. Let's Anytime, care. buddy. Let's, let's make some money in this college basketball slate. Do you have let's anything? Do uh, I mean, I'm grinding out Indiana plus five right now. Let's I don't do know it. if you have anything going on. but um, uh, A couple things later on today okay. uh, that, I, right. that I locked in. Um, let's see. Where did I uh, – where are some of the ones that I, uh, I've I locked in for later? Like that, you got Va- you got uh, Vatek, right, as one of your, your futures? I got Vatek. I played Vatek today. Okay, um, nice. I mean I- – I got Miami in the Miami Duke. I, I I was on the Miami side there on the Miami Duke game. I'm on the Creighton side later on tonight in the Big East because um, I'm just a little anti-Providence. And shout yeah. out to uh, Oklahoma for you. Boomer. I like Boomer. Oklahoma a little bit later on tonight. Seven Boomer. and a half. I played them plus the yeah. seven and a half there. I think that's just a little too much for Texas yep. Tech who's not like an overwhelm. I don't like to play Texas Tech when they're laying a bunch of points like that. They if they're a dog, yeah. If they're a dog or, you know, maybe like against a team that might be a little better than them, I think they can, you know, punch up. But like my Trojans, like we saw them last night, I don't like laying big numbers with them. They're it's like hard. those defensive teams that don't shoot a lot, you know, they like the small margin for errors. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, God, I was really hoping Vandy would like tick up to like, cause it like ballooned up to 11 and a half. And now, now uh, now it's down to about 10 and a half. They're getting a little bit too much. Uh, I'm not getting what I want. I got Indy plus five right now. Rutgers plus the seven. My Sparty's plus the three. Oh, I, I got Rutgers also. Yeah. yeah you. you I, I feel like I got to take the rut. Yep. Um, you got, I got Oklahoma like you. And then I got to fade Memphis, dude. I got UCF yep. rocking tonight. So uh, hopefully we can make some money. Carry it on to tomorrow. I'll talk to you, Brian, early, man. You have a good rest of your day and good luck in your best tonight, my man. You too, buddy. Good luck. And now we shift our attention to NASCAR this week. They're going to Phoenix, 
And who else to come on? He's got his Hurricanes. I got my Sparty stuff rocking because we're in the middle of March. You yeah. know, big big game coming up against Duke in a little bit. Brandon, what's going on, my man? Nervous, man. Ready for the weekend, but also sitting on tonight's game, thinking we got a huge chance to move up in the bracket. But also, we know when Duke plays best, and it's normally now. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't know. I'm just not – how can I say this? I, I think Duke sucks. There, I said it. I, you know, don't shoot the messenger. I think Duke sucks. I think you guys are live tonight. I think you guys are real live tonight. But this is we, you guys are here for NASCAR. So let's dive right into it. We almost got Truex home last week. I mean, dude, he was flying. He was looking good. Dude, he was. And I was kind of mad because we also took the guy that we stayed away from all last season, Eric Almarola who had a top 10 finish in six. So we had some guys up there. It looked good for a while. It didn't work out at the end with strategy. Clearly Kyle Bush was pissed off running his mouth again at a guy that won a race. T-shirts came out. So you know what, dude? interesting. So this should be real interesting. Here's the thing, dude. I like Kyle Bush because I'm a dick. And I kind of like, I kind of see like he's a dick. I'm a dick. It like, you know what I mean? Like because you're a dick. <laughs> That you have to like him. He's, he's he's an asshole to everybody. Yeah. Every, even his wife. Like, <laughs> if you read her book, Samantha Bush's book, with all the infertility stuff they went through, he's an asshole to his own wife. So I'll always label him a dick. I've called him a dick to his face. I will continue to do that anytime I run into him. So that's how I feel about Kyle Bush. All right. So let's dive into this. I mentioned him, my first pick. Um, I'm piggybacking off last week. Um, we're going to go Truex plus 750, one unit. You you look at it, uh, the spring race last year, he had the best car. He had the best car for long runs. And I think he kind of figured out a lot about this next-gen car with how we ran last week in, um, in Las Vegas. So I like Truex here, locking him in uh, plus 750, risking one unit to win seven and a half. Good pick. I like Um, I'm going to roll with Chase this week. You guys know I won't pick him every week. I know he's one of my favorite drivers, but I like him at Phoenix. He won a championship at Phoenix. He's always ran consistent at Phoenix. I'm not a great stat guy like you are, but uh, if you guys do look up the stats with Chase, it does look good. So uh, Chase is going to be my heavy hitter lock of the week. Okay. All right. Um. And we're going to go one unit on Chase to win eight and a half units for that for show tracking purposes. My bet number two, I'm going with Ryan Blaney. Um, he was part of the crew that did the next gen testing um, at the Phoenix track. And he, during that, he had the fastest lap time for, for the testing. You look at his finish here last year, it was top 10. He led 30 laps. He's been running good this year. I think with him being familiar in the car, having the fastest lap time when they did the testing, I like Blaney a lot. And getting 13 to 1, I, I, I think he's a little undervalued here. I'm going to steal that pick with you because the more you just talked about that, he's had three great starts this year. And two out of three of them, he's just been in the wrong place at the wrong time. So I, I do like Blaney as well. It's a good pick at 13. And we're going to do one unit to win 13 with Blaney. So we're sitting at three units right now. Um, what's your next one? I'm going to jump up to Tyler Reddick. He had a seventh place finish last week. He was dominating the week before and had a blown tire. He's shown speed all year. 
Um, I think he's going to be a contender for the championship for sure. And uh, that's going to be my second lock at 25 to one, I believe. Yep. 25 to one. So we're risking half unit to win 12 and a half. Um, my third pick, I'm rolling with Kevin Harvick at 20 to one. Um, you know, I know the next gen car has changed, you know, where, where, where you want to be high or low and it's different than he likes to run, but there was a time when this track was just his and like, he just ran way better than everybody. Um, he ran good, not great last race. I think he's figuring it out out of respect for his dominance of the track 20 to one. I got to throw a half a unit on him to win 10. Not a bad pick at all. You hit the nail on the head. It was the Harvick line. He used to be able to run down below that line. They reconfigured the track last year. Of course, a little different or the year before. But um, if he can get that Harvick line going, that's a good pick as well. Um, I'm going to jump up a little bit deeper in odds. Ross Chastain at 50 to 1. Ross, is that what you have in your book? Um, That's the best line, so let's go that. We'll go Rossi at 50. All right. Um, Ross Chastain had a third place finish last week. He's another guy that for the last couple of years, he's been in the mix, not in the mix. He's consistently been running well this year, um, in the one car. So I'm going to roll with him. I love the odds. He's in a Chevy. The Chevys look good. Uh, they're showing a lot of speed. Uh, Chevy was one, two, three, five, seven and ninth last week. So I'm liking what the Chevys are doing. I don't know where they found more speed, but they're getting it. So I'm going to lock in Ross Chastain at uh, 50 to one. That's a great pick, man. You know, he's running great. I like, I like what I'm seeing from him. My last pick, I'm doing a little something different. I'm going Todd. Oh my God. Gilliand. 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 <laughs> um, I'm going him top 10. You know, I found 13 to one top 10 finish. Um, you know, again, my angle he drove the next gen car in the testing series here at Phoenix before. So he's familiar with everything, familiar with the car on the track. Um, you know, he said two top 25 finishes. If you take out Daytona and we all know Daytona is a crapshoot. Um, you know, I think he's figuring out, I think he's running great 13 to one top 10, throw half a unit to win six and a half. You know, I like that. I like it. Anytime you can bet a top 10 with that. One thing that you guys know, we consistently talk about each week. The ROI for an entire season. You blow your money now, you can win three weeks in a row and you're still in the hole. You done screwed up your role. Moving forward, remember this podcast. Record it, do whatever you got to do. My long shot every single week with his odds is going to be Harrison Burton, the rookie in the 21 car. He will get a win this year. He will make the playoffs as a rookie for the Wood Brothers, whose car goes through Penske. Always remember that. Everybody thinks the Wood Brothers is a solo team. The cars worked on at Penske, but because it gets loaded and shipped out of the Wood Brothers facility in Mooresville, North Carolina, it is considered a solo team. His dad raced. His uncle raced. He dominated the Xfinity Series for a couple years. Harrison Burton will get a win. His odds this, this race are 150 to 1. And speaking of ROI, you grab a win like that, your bankroll is sitting pretty for the remainder of the season, however you finish. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've so, we've hit a couple of those uh, couple of those Brandon specials, a couple of those Brandon long shots. Uh, believe it or not, I think I'm I think I see a two hundred to one. I also see a three hundred to one, but oh, that was, uh, that was published yesterday. Wow, uh, CBS Sports. So I don't I don't know. So, I mean, like, and that's the thing. Like, 
low risk, high reward. You know, we're not risking one unit to win 300. We're risking a quarter of a unit to win 37 and a half. Yeah. And, you know, if that ha- happens, we're sitting high and everything. Um, So far in, I have to say I am liking, how can I say this? It Last year, I felt the races got a little boring just because Larson or whoever, or Chase, Denny Hamlin were just so far out in front. And there was just no, there was no drama at that. I have to say so far this year, granted, we're only a handful of races in. And they've been a lot more competitive, a lot more entertaining. And I think for us as betters, that's good. I it think is- in hopes of drawing new fans in, it's good. No, I agree. The, the new car is awkward looking. The one lug nut, the, the number to the front of the car the old-fashioned people don't like it they're like oh they're changing the sport and just all that shit you're gonna have change regardless in sports just to try and get new viewers because that's the only way they keep going but to your yeah. point every race this season has come down to the wires something has changed there's been a late yellow four tires two tires there's been so many changes and all these guys are trying to figure out what to do now for playoff time or later in the season to get playoffs they know that little bit of an extra strategy that worked before. So I'm still struggling on the looks of the car. It's kind of growing on me. But um, I love the race, and the race has been good. And it's all about entertainment at the end. I'm not falling asleep on lap 50 anymore. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's high drama, and I think that's good. I think it's create, And that's the way um, I feel like with baseball. I kind of feel baseball is dying right now, and I feel if – NASCAR can find a way to get those young kids in. Yeah. It's going to help the sport a lot. And by having dramatic, like drama at the end of races, that is going to help. Um, and I just realized I am the person I hate. I got a water from Starbucks. You got a, wa- a water from Starbucks. I got, I got a dude, like, like Wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I got a coffee and a water from Starbucks and I only have the water left. What? You got a coffee. And the water from Starbucks. Yeah, that, that was my Starbucks order. You must be hitting your bets because uh, <laughs> for a dude to buy a water from Starbucks and a coffee. Oh, no, this water was free, man. Don't get me wrong. The water, oh, okay. the water was free. Um, But I, I I said to myself, I'm, I'm going to punch myself if I ever am the guy walking around with a Starbucks cup just with water. And you know what, dude? At my, uh, at my ripe old age, that's slowly what I'm becoming, my man. Just a bitter old man with a Starbucks Starbucks water. So note, note to self: the older you get, don't be the guy with a Starbucks water walking around. Don't do it. Yeah. The, the next thing I'll have sandals on while wearing, well, sorry, socks on while wearing sandals. Um, hey, w- watch your mouth because I'm about to put socks and sandals on in about five. <laughs> so there's nothing wrong with socks and sandals. Um. So. Just so you guys know, Brandon and I are going to be starting doing more live stuff right now, um, you know, with the March Madness stuff. Focus is on that. So once, like, the basketball stuff is over, we'll start to do some more live stuff closer to the race. So that way we do have the qualifying. We do have the practices. And we'll be able to help you guys dive into, you know, more, like, uh, DFS stuff. And we'll we'll kind of shift the betting. Because if one of our guys shits the bet in um, – what is it qualifying? Then we'll make some alters. But you know, I like the card how as it is. We got five point, we got five and a quarter units out there. Um, 
you know, we got some long shots. We got some short shots. We got some medium shots. We got a top 10. We got a good solid card. Uh, is there any driver that you're just like, no, nah, dude, stay away from? Not yet. Mm-hmm. I, it's hard because, like, guys like Suarez are having good finishes. Bubba's having good finishes. Like, you're having guys that we looked at last season, and you're like, don't touch them. Even though the odds look great, don't touch them. But um, not yet. So I, I will say that. And what's up with Hamlin? I think Hamlin – so Hamlin's got a lot of personal drama going on. Um, you guys know I've had a connection within NASCAR for a while. Um, haven't talked to them recently, but last time I did, Hamlin was having issues. He is back with Jordan, his baby mama with the kid, and then they split up. He was on SugarDaddy.com. She caught him on that. Uh, he just actually posted something on Instagram two nights ago saying, asking for recommendations of how to sleep better because he's been up until four in the morning almost every night. I think a driver also owning a team is such a bad idea. You're yeah, on the track racing against a team that you own. You're focusing on how to grow that team with Michael Jordan. You're not yeah. focused on driving. He, he's just got too much. He's got too much stuff. He's got too much stuff going on. Like I mean, playing simple, he's just got too much stuff going on. Back and forth with the baby mama, driver, owner. Yeah. Like he he filled he filled it too big, and I wouldn't be surprised. This is a shot in the dark. I wouldn't be surprised if you see the man retire within the next year or two if he doesn't win uh, a championship. Wow! Focus wow. on being an owner because he he can't get his shit together. Yeah, I mean that's just something on the plate, and like all of us know in life, like the more you put on the plate, the harder and harder it gets. So and they were working together, him and Jordan, but then recently I saw on Jordan's Instagram. She was all dolled up out with the girls at Coyote Joe's here in Charlotte. Like, so he, he, There's he something going himself on. into this corner. Like he had the life with, with the supermodel, the, the child, like all this stuff. And then you're on sugardaddy.com. It's like, dude, you, you put yourself here. Sorry. Hey, hey you know what? Hey, I'm not one to judge, but you got to get your shit together, Denny. Hey, so <laughs> if you're, after I say sugardaddy.com, you say you're not one to judge. Are you about to go look that site up? Oh, dude, I looked up the site last year. When you told, <laughs> when, when you told me about when you when you were on your last week last year and you told us about Sugar Daddy. Yeah. Totally on that. Totally, totally on that. Yeah. Uh you know, I'd like to thank you for taking time out of your Friday coming on. You know, we want we got we gotta wrap this up because the cans are tipping off soon, man. So yeah. the you baby, all about the you. You got no – there's no race this week no. for you, but there's a race next week. Yep. Uh, Thursday night, right? Yep, Thursday night, 9 o'clock. Um, <laughs> got to get some top fives and top tens. We're going to get get our pro license this year. It's not looking good, but a quick rebound with some decent luck. The setup for next Thursday is really good. I got my monitors fixed. I got a whole different – they call it field of view – with different tacks, like everything's a little different. I got that updated last night, so I got to get on there and do some testing at some point. But um, yeah, jump on uh, Twitch slash twitch.tv slash bostonboy83, bostonboy83 on Instagram. Um, if you can post it, I'm going to try and really sit down over the next couple of days and put a real good DFS lineup together. Yeah, I'll Don't, definitely like, share it to me. I'll put it out there, man, for sure. Put it out there. Guys, I've been close. One driver has screwed me each week. So I have not won DraftKings money so far this season, so I'll disclose that. But if you want to try and give it a shot with the lineup I throw out there, 
best of luck to you. Brandon, let's make some money this week. Let's get that cheddar. And, uh, you know, we'll talk soon, my friend. Go Canes. That's it for today's podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Like and subscribe to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast. Leave a review if you can. I'd like to thank this week's guest, Gino Bacala, for coming on, talking a little NFL, talking some NFL futures, and always my man Brandon coming on, talking some NASCAR, telling you the bets to lock in. Guys, we got a locked and loaded weekend. Make sure you check me out Saturday morning on Cutting Nuts, Sunday morning on Cutting Nuts, Sunday afternoon, Kyle, Gino, and myself talking a little NBA. And then finally, Sunday night, I'll be giving my reaction. So you guys are going to see me all over the place. Like like I said, any reviews would be greatly appreciated. Um, you know, one and one so far on Friday. Let's finish the night the night uh, night game strong. Let's make some money. Let's cash some ticket until cash some tickets until next week, boys and girls.